Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Phantoms of the Silver Screen. I am one of your hosts, Jumpy, and I am joined by the illustrious Rip. Hello, everyone. Today, we are talking about everyone's favorite show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Season 3, Episode 11, The Tale of the Quicksilver. Just right off the bat, we were super wrong with our predictions, so we should just get that out of the way so nobody's embarrassed. (laughs) Yes. What did... Yes, we were very wrong. Embarrassingly wrong. It was was so far off base. (laughs) I guessed it was a piece of jewelry, because, you know, who would ever think that? It's called Quicksilver, but whatever. (laughs) It was not about a piece of jewelry, as we'll find out. No, it was not. Um, I thought it was a horse because I had the word you did. quick and silver. It could have been about a white horse just that goes really fast. I could even predict what horror aspect was about it. I just knew that quicksilver and horse made sense. And I was just, damn if I wasn't stubborn about it. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of like the comic book character Quicksilver. That's true. Just a really just kind of like, oh, it's about him. Yeah, they were reading a comic book. It came to life, and now he's hunt- hunting them down. Yeah. Er- er- stars Evan Peters. That would be amazing. Not as a child, just Evan Peters. Yep. <laughs> At my- present day, Evan <laughs> Peters is there. Yeah. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark, Chumpy? Did you know that they're still making episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? To this very day? Many movies, apparently. Oh, awesome. When do those come out? I mean... They're they're out. We just... They're here right now? Yeah. We just gotta watch them. Man. Yeah. When do you... It's exciting. Because we gotta be like... Do they stack up? Does it stack up? Does it... Does it hold a candle? Yes. To this... I mean, it has very big shoes to fill. It does. First episode isn't about Zebo. I'm I'm done. If the first movie is not about Zebo, I'm done. That's the thing. I do, well, it's it's like mini series esque, like five or six. I I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this. In fact, we could edit this out, but we don't edit. So, <laughs> it's um, it's like five or six episodes, and they all, it's all one big story in those five or six episodes. I hope it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, it's Are You Afraid of the Dark? But it's a completely different story. We just took the name for name recognition kind Ooh, of thing. I would hate that. Like, Because that happens. <laughs> like with the Jumanji movies. It's just like, it's not that's true. not what the original was about, guys. It's just, it's a different movie. You just took the name. You could have called it anything. You could have called it like Jungle adventures and it would have been the same movie yeah i mean that's pretty much the only type of movies the rock does these days yeah (laughs) he's in jungle movies no he's gonna be in black adam Mm -hmm. which is totally gonna save the dc universe am i right everybody the dc universe is done like (laughs) let's not to show what time period we're in but ezra miller 
<laughs> just <laughs> has has made he's, them question everything. That he they transcends want. time. All right? He's a villain in all timelines. Hmm. That's funny. People keep people keep like uh, posting reverse flash memes now with his like face over That's the gap. Perfect. I was about yeah. to make a joke like that. I don't need to anymore. It's perfect. It was me, Barry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> with his face. <laughs> Uh, um, their face, sir. <laughs> um, so, are you? Um, I don't know, man. Black Adam. We'll see. But I'm not. I'm not about it. But are you afraid of the dark? Is still making recent um uh, um shows. Recently, there came out with this one. I don't know if it's like a cruise or something, but yeah. It came out. It's supposed to be like the summer horror thing. And you know what, dude? There was a period in time where people just weren't about Halloween anymore. They just weren't. Yeah, everyone was done with it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's for babies. <laughs> um, But now it's just back to the point where we're doing spooky stuff in August. August is spooky mm-hmm. season now. Well, the start There's been August. a resurgence of like good horror because for a long time it was just like horror movies are funny or like silly now now they're making some good stuff mike flanagan is bringing it back single-handedly i i guess we can get into this debate at some point but gore became popular there was hostile of course saw um i think yeah you're right that to me it was insidious that slapped everybody back to reality of what horror really is. We can debate, and it's probably controversial, if gore is really horror. I mean, it's scary mm-hmm. to think somebody mutilating somebody, but like a, a nice story with like eeriness, I think Insidious brought that back. Maybe the like gore category is what made everyone so disinterested because it's like, all right, I'm not trying to see some guys, you know, leg get cut off all the, like the entire film. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like uh, Saul wasn't about that. Saul was, it was the first one was good. Yes. Had a story. Second one just kind of ran with like it. <laughs> but yeah. after that, it just became gore. And for whatever reason, people got into gore and there's nothing scary. Well, there's nothing interesting about it like it is scary but it's like it's the wrong kind of scary it's not it's not it's not supposed to just disgust you it's supposed to make you like yeah horror. You know, stay awake at night and think about it and like be afraid for a minute and lose even, yourself in the story there's no story you're just like ill a body part because paranormal activity did do that too what i was claiming insidious did but not to the extent that insidious when the insidious came out there was so much Mm. anyway let's not get too much on this topic that could be saved for in a podcast on its own or when we cover insidious the movie that saved the horror genre (laughs) as proclaimed by jumbie and only jumbie but don't uh, quote me on this the (laughs) quote by rip (laughs) (laughs) so Carnival of Doom was the first new Are You Afraid of the Dark miniseries. Mm. And I 
Betsy does not have is evil. Curse of Shadows, six episodes. And then Ghost Island, which came out recently, is three episodes. Ghost Island. Yeah. Uh Because when you think, what's a spooky summer thing? Well, everybody's on vacation. Let's go to an island. And, you know, if y'all heard the Nope podcast, well, I lived it. Yep. I lived Ghost Island. Bring back some bad memories. Oh, yeah. PTSD. All right. So, the tale of the Quicksilver. We already established that Jumbie and I were very wrong. Mm-hmm. We also predicted that I predicted it was going to be Frank and Jumbie predicted it was going to be Gary because I misled Clash him. Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally misled him because I thought Gary did not say a story. I was very wrong. He did. Was it memorable? We'll find out in the season three recap. <laughs> or, <laughs> but yeah, I usually rate them on if I can remember the story or not, <laughs> their name. I don't know. I think there was like a lot of hiatus for us, so it's hard to... <laughs> um, it, it was, it was, it's hard to remember all of them. So season three gets a break this time. Mm-hmm. But so you can be surprised or you can imagine our surprise when we get the beginning scene and we see... Gary sitting in the storyteller's chair and Sam and Kiki just laying on their backs looking up at the sky. We get a weird like bird's eye view that I've never really... (laughs) It's done it before, I've just never noticed it. But we're looking at them from above and Gary is chilling in the chair and I'm just like, well, I got that right at least. (laughs) Thank God. Because, you know, you're not allowed to sit in the chair unless you're telling a story. But you know what? I guess somebody just plays by his own rules. I got an important question for you, but I'll I'll ask it towards the end of okay. like this section. But so Gary's in storyteller's chair. We thought, okay, well, Jumpy's correct again. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Tucker comes in playing a uh, clarinet. No, a clarinet. You don't want to call it a flute. Recorder. Flute like recorder. This. Recorder. There recorder. we go. If anybody has had to do recorder in fifth grade. You know, it can get very annoying very, very quick. Um, <laughs> and Tucker is just all about it. He's just playing it. I got it from my dad's magic shop. It's supposed to start the rain. And he's just playing in everybody's ear. And everybody, including Jumpy and I, were just like, oh, my gosh, stop. <laughs> and then Gary asks him, what are you doing? And he's wearing a cape. So we're like, okay. Tucker's telling the story of the Quicksilver. And he's like, I'm getting ready for Fright Night. And as he's blowing it around, Gary gets annoyed. And um, he's like, you're not supposed to take dad's stuff. What are you doing? And Tucker just blows the recorder in his face and blows it in Frank's face. And Frank, probably dusting off some blood off his knuckles, was just looks straight and Tucker in his face and he's like, can you please stop? He also snaps, he snaps a big twig in half. (laughs) I guess like threatening him, like I'm going to snap that recorder and your neck in half if you do not stop this. (laughs) Gary was getting real aggressive. Like he, 
you could tell that him and him and Gary have had some talks about anger management, and some techniques. Mm-hmm. So he didn't blow up, but he was getting furious. Yes, he did that quiet, angry whisper. <laughs> Can you please <laughs> stop, stop it now? And then Tucker, one, two, three. <laughs> Serenity now, Serenity now, <laughs> or Wusa. Gustava. <laughs> Tucker complains that his dad's magic stuff never works. It's not going to rain. But Kiki comes out of nowhere. And then she's like, never say never. And this is the only time Kiki would ever say this line. Because she reveals that she's the storyteller. So they swerved us. Swerved us good. Mm-hmm. What a roller coaster. She says never. Everybody. <laughs> the only ones who like were non-suspects were... Sam and Keith and not no Sam and uh, Frank, no Betty. Now that's my question: Was Betty Ann in this episode? I didn't. Was she? It says she was. I didn't. I didn't see her. (laughs) I don't remember seeing her at all. She didn't say one word. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see like. Ooh, I have to go in the background. She's gonna be in the back smiling or something. Yeah, doing something creepy. Yeah, dude, that was. <laughs> and I think she's credited as being in like every single episode with Gary. I don't know, but, um, Kiki's up tonight. She tells Tucker never say never. Because you you just might be not doing it correctly. He's like, ooh, you think so? Kiki says, you never know the power of something magical until it's been tested. If you believe in magic, then you know it can be very powerful. But only if you understand how to use it. Magical powers can be used for good. But if you don't know what you're doing, watch out. Because that same power can be turned against you. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Kiki brings up the midnight dust, throws it into the midnight fire, titling her story tale of the quicksilver and we begin this story kicks off in a big old house in a time period that is very nondescript (laughs) oh i want to say that my my first impression was it was like an old time thing you know it was like the 19 like nine the year 1900 or something (laughs) like that because we see a young teenage girl and a a nightgown Mm -hmm. A long white nightgown, and she's lighting candles. Nobody wears that nightgown, all right? <laughs> Not in semi-modern times. Even the 90s, nobody wore that stuff. I thought it was an old-timey thing. <laughs> the young teenage girl is Tatiana Ali, who played um, the youngest child in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I forgot her name. Oh. Like her character's name. <laughs> Oh, that, that's a good question. It's not Carlton, because nope. Carlton was not played by Tatiana. It's not Hillary. It's like I remember all the kids' names, but hers. Um, there was two Vivian Banks, but yeah. it wasn't... I think it was Will Smith. I think that was it. <laughs> it was Ashley Banks. Ashley Banks. Okay. So this is like season four Fresh Prince version of her. So she is like... Acting in between episodes. Hmm? Yeah, she's like 
higher teenage level bordering on college. Mm-hmm. So she's in this episode. We see her doing some stuff that makes me mad. <laughs> she's messing around with the occult. All right. She's messing oh. around with things that shouldn't be messed with. That's right. The first thing we see her do is draw on the wall with chalk to make what looks like a door for what maybe for something to come to the other side then she starts saying what sounds like a spell she says to trap a creature of night trace a door on a wall with chalk so white she lights several white candles in a circle and she's burning some incense and herbs. She attaches a spoon to a uh, to a stick to create a wand and she has a white jewel amulet. She then repeats the incantation. Arabarius Lokarati, creature of darkness, come to me. Suddenly, we see a silhouette. Can't you just said it. <laughs> What's that behind you? <gasps> no. <laughs> Rip, no. <laughs> How could I have been so blind? Like, there's just like a chalk outline on my wall for no reason. <laughs> I'll say, I would say I'd save you, but I'll save the next person this happens to. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Um, so a silhouette of someone in a cloak appears and then they pop out of the wall and the suspicions were true. This is a person in a cloak and not a human. This is a yellow greenish (laughs) face of a creature in a, in a black cloak. That looks like they need tons and tons of sleep, because they're just circles and bags. And he looked, he looked like a fresh corpse to me, yeah. like someone who just died, <laughs> and it started like bubbling over. And appears the person that she wanted to summon happens because she was ready, and she points mm-hmm. the wand, and um, she, she tells him, "Stay where you are." But nothing happens. The creature begins slowly walking to her. She reaches for the amulet. And she starts saying, Go become one with this amulet. Or like, go inside the amulet and be locked in forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He keeps going towards her. And we get to see the biggest I fucked up <laughs> on her face. And she runs to the door. The door locks. As she's running through the door, uh, the candle gets knocked over and rolls towards her um, curtains. Now, now we got confirmation that this is the 90s, at least, at most, because there's a door with a knob on it. <laughs> Unlike olden times? Did the olden times have knobs? I don't know. Did they have doors? I think they did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw like a CD player or some crap. It's definitely. Okay. 
So to I kind of... didn't see that. I was busy with the ghost. <laughs> she, she screams again. Arabeus Lokarad Deity, I command you to enter this amulet. Doesn't work. And she's like, Simon says. <laughs> didn't work. Nothing. She and tried everything. Bedroom's on fire. She runs to the uh, the door still locked. She can't get out. She rolls for help. She pounds on the door. Nothing. And the figure slowly, slowly closes right on her. And then we just transition to the outside of the house. And it says the house has been sold. <laughs> and the, <laughs> and <laughs> the, the summary that I'm reading this from, they're like, Sometime later, a new family moves into the house and we see what appears to be Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because this character looks just like Frank, but it's not Frank. This is mentally healthy Frank. (laughs) And his younger brother. Yeah. So, a new family just moved in. Obviously, they have not heard the stories of what happened in this house. Um, It's the Johnston family with Aaron the Frank lookalike and Doug and this is the healthy version of Frank and Tucker's relationship um Aaron runs upstairs and he challenges Doug first one up there gets uh, the last one up there gets the lumpy bed I want to say one of the fun facts early oh yeah so um this character what was his name in the in the story Aaron right yeah Aaron is Frank's real life brother. Oh, so it's... And that's why he looks so much like Frank. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that I did not know that. I that makes better. a lot of sense. I yeah. Feel better about myself. <laughs> so that is his real life mentally healthy brother. Gotcha. So So Aaron challenges Doug to a race, loser gets the lumpy bed. And Doug doesn't even fight it. He just lets his brother, older brother, run upstairs. Mm. His mother's like, why don't you at least try? Maybe you can win. He's like, I like the lumpy bed. <laughs> Doug walk in, walks into the room. They're sharing a room. And he mentions that the room feels cold. Because as soon as he walked in, we visibly see like, like a gust of wind f- go by. And Aaron says, don't worry about it. They're cool. They're liking the place. Everything's great. And we cut to the nighttime. Aaron and Doug are sleeping. But then both their beds start shaking vigorously, furiously. Aaron blames Doug. He's like, this is not funny. And then Doug wakes up too, and he's like, "What the? What of this situation makes you think I had anything to do with it? <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. It's not me. Grow up." And you can literally see me here experiencing <laughs> the same thing. Why is this me? All right, I didn't do anything. <laughs> the light gets turned on, and everything stops. And Doug is just really like taken aback by the whole thing. Then all of their 
belongings gets they see all their belongings are stacked in a corner and then Aaron's just like This is this is a trick, right? Um And he's like, No, it's not a trick. Actually, am I getting ahead? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Um, you see all the things stacked in the corner, yeah. like in the poultry guys. Yeah. So I everything, that. yeah, everything stacked in the corner. Stacked uh, at the top. Yeah. Is then, there a clown balloon? And then Aaron's like, "Are you trying to get me back for all the horror stories I told you?" And then Doug's like, "You think I have time to do this shit? I don't know who you think I am, and what accessories and help I have at my disposal, but no, I did not." No. And then, he's yeah. like, he's like, thank you. You know what? Thank you for thinking I'm that capable. Thank you so much. And actually, I'm happy about it. <laughs> so they're like, they play fight and we cut to... Um, the they kind game. of mentally blame each other. <laughs> um, and then that just write it off, which I thought was a very believable thing to happen. Because like, you need answers and you're going to go for the easiest answer. Oh, it was my brother. Yeah. He's just fooling around. Um, did you mention the cue on the wall? Yeah, we don't see it, but there was a cue on the wall. Like they don't talk. We about see it. it. We see it, oh, yeah, but yeah. they don't talk about it, and we see a cue on the wall. Cue for Quicksilver. <laughs> Quail man. So. <laughs> oh my god, that'd have been a <laughs> reference. <laughs> if you so, know, you know. Aaron goes to school. It's the next day, and he bumps into a young girl. Who looks just like the girl in the beginning of the episode so we're like oh okay she survived that fire the the ghost didn't get her something it's all good rip was like that in my (laughs) head which i didn't vocalize but i was like okay reincarnation because obviously that happened a long time ago (laughs) because in my head that was like the 1900s reincarnation she's a ghost all these other things in my head what is it like um was uh Inuyasha with Kagome and Kikyo. I, I would have definitely been down for that story. I, I I was thinking something along those lines. Either she's a ghost, although like everyone keeps talking to her, so I don't think so, or she was a reincarnation. Hmm. That's what I was thinking. That's funny. That'd have been cool too. But uh they um they bump into each other. She drops her math book. And they smile. Yeah, it's a little attraction going on. Aaron mm-hmm. stays at the front because Miss Berg, the teacher, um, wants to introduce Aaron to the entire class. And I don't know if we talked about this. You hate this, right? Like when teachers are like, okay, this is the new student. Welcome them. Get to know them. Be kind to them. Go take your seat. Mm-hmm. And then the new student's like, hi, everybody. And she's like, shut up. I said, sit down. <laughs> so This Frank lookalike, Aaron, sorry. Aaron starts walking to his chair. But as he's walking, everybody's papers start flying into the air. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that Aaron had nothing to do with this. <laughs> and nobody really says anything. Everyone's like scared to death to talk. Like, Miss Berg must be a nightmare. Yeah. For all these kids to be this quiet. If that happened in any other classroom in America or Canada or wherever this is from, um, 
all the kids would be like, did you see that? Did you see that? Like, they'd be freaking out with each other. Yes. But all these kids are dead quiet. <laughs> yeah. And we get more about Miss Berg because she tells, first she tells him to sit next to Connie, which turns out mm-hmm. it's just the uh, Ashley Banks character. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that's how we just, she's the Ashley Banks lookalike. <laughs> uh you think I'd remember a name like Tatiana, but no. No. So um So that happens as he's walking to his seat next to Connie, played by Tatiana Ali, and mm-hmm. and he apologizes for making Connie's papers fall because that's what happened. And as they both to go to pick it up, they both hit their heads together. So we get kind of a, a love thing. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of Something nowhere. Else. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say a thing about the pencil. Oh. But for whatever reason, Aaron's dust begins floating in the air. And as we go to the end of the episode, I want to know why all this is happening. Like, what's the purpose of it? But, (laughs) um, Aaron clearly doesn't understand what's going on and why it falls to the floor and and hits hard. Unfortunately, Miss Berg was writing something on the board. So her back was faced to the class. When she turns around, she's like, Oh, Aaron, I hope, you're not a class clown because I'm not amused. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not a class clown. I promise you, I don't know what's going on. He looks around and he's like, I didn't do it. Everyone saw that it was just like randomly happening. Right, guys? Anybody? (laughs) And nobody speaks up. Nope. And (laughs) she tells him, there's no room for comedians in my class. Now, Get ready to write this down because it's important. It's going to be on the test. And as he gets ready to write, take the notes, he notices that his pencil's on the floor. And unfortunately for Aaron, he only brought one pencil to class today. So he goes down to pick it up. What does the pencil do? The pencil gets up, grows legs, and walks over. No, it just rolls down the class. And he follows it and gets it. And he tries his damn hardest to get that pencil before Miss Berg notices that he's not in his seat. But unfortunately, he uh, the pencil hits Miss Berg's foot before he can get it. And she is just staring into his soul. And she tells him, You're not making a very good first impression today. The end. That's the end of the story. She, she probably killed him. Killed him. Yeah. So I just I'm just counting myself lucky that she's not, you know, <laughs> shoving donuts down or whatever they wanted to depict pe- teachers as in that other episode. Yeah. At least she's she's like a disciplinarian, but she seems more in line for what a teacher or at least a spoof of a teacher should be. <laughs> I, you know what the stereotype is though. Mm. She's a math teacher. 
Juicy and, stir. And of and I think a geometry teacher. And if recollection proves right, geometry teachers geometry teachers don't play. No, they don't mess around. Yeah. So they're a very serious, very no nonsense job. <laughs> so uh, Aaron meets his brother Doug. They're going to the same school or or something, or it's like a Rex or I don't know. But there's like a there's posters on the wall that says students don't um winners don't do drugs and all the affirmative things teenagers need to hear so they don't go ro- through the wrong path. And Aaron tells him, he's like, dude, you thought last night was weird. Let me tell you my my day. And he starts telling him everything that happened to him. And he's like, I think I might be jinxed, cursed, or something. Um, but then he gets a good look at Doug. And Doug seems paler than usual. Or just pale. And he's like, dude, are you okay? You look sick. Doug says he's fine. But then Connie bumps into them. Aaron drops his book. They both go down to pick it up. And they bump heads. Oh, it's their thing. Apparently, there's an old saying that if a boy and a girl hit their heads three times, it's a sign of love. So find, you know, your nearest sweetheart and just bam, headbutt. Damn, headbutt. One, two, two, three. Three, that's it. That's it. We're in love. You know, there's like metal heads that like (laughs) metal couples that just do We just love everybody. (laughs) They just love the entire mosh pit. Just Um, so while she's picking up his books, she notices his necklace and she makes a comment on it. He's like, she's like, Hey, I like your necklace. And he's like, my necklace. Oh, my necklace. Yeah. It's my grandfather's pilot wings. Um, grandfather's name was goose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Damn. (laughs) he served in the war and it's real silver and she's like yeah that's why I said I like your silver necklace and then he's like oh yeah sorry she's like no worries I'll see you tomorrow and like as soon as she leaves Doug has to be like hey Aaron's got a girlfriend Aaron's got a girlfriend Aaron's like stop no I don't she is her. not, and then he blushes. Yeah. <laughs> so the next night, oh. the boys are asleep, right? Mm-hmm. And Aaron is experiencing this out-of-body experience. He is doing that thing where his body's in the room, like he he can see himself in the room. He sees his brother in the room. He's walking around. But he can't really interact with anything. So he's having an out of body, you know, spirit walking experience. It's weird because he he starts this out of body experience in the hallway and then he enters the room. Like he could have just went anywhere else, but he started in the hallway. He didn't just appear in the room. He walked in. I just thought that was a weird choice. <laughs> but anyway, he chose to walk into the room. He sees himself sleeping and he's like, "Wow, that's super cool. Look how handsome I am." And he sees his brother over there. His brother's looking sicker and sicker by the minute. And then he looks around the room 
And who does he see but his crush? He sees Connie, what he thinks to be is Connie, drawing on the wall, drawing the white door. chalk door that she's been doing before. And he's like, oh, my God, Connie, what are you doing in my room? <laughs> this might be, this is the best dream of my life. Except Connie is not really responsive to him. Connie's lighting candles. She's doing everything that we saw her doing in the opening of this story. She's holding an amulet. She's sprinkling dust into things. Aaron goes up to her and like ru- like runs his hand through her face to see if he could make contact, and he can't. And he's like, gnarly, so cool. <laughs> and he's still like very unbothered by everything. So the Ashley Banks lookalike starts to do the whole incantation, and Aaron's just like, what are you doing? And out of nowhere on the door, the specter, the spook, Ooh. the whatever it's called, shows up again and the same scene plays out the candle burns the curtains the spooky man is going to get the ashley banks lookalike and then unlike in the previous scene that we saw ashley banks lookalike looks directly at aaron and says i messed up i did something wrong i've done something wrong the door closes the spook gets closer and then Aaron wakes up screaming, bloody murder. That was good. That was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he's screaming bloody murder. And who wakes up his wake brother? Up? Yeah. yeah. Doug is right there. Doug wakes up and he's like, what's wrong? Everything go good? He's like, dude, I had a nightmare. And I saw Connie. And Doug is like, oh, here we go. The girl of your dreams. <laughs> literally. So, but then... Like Jumpy said, Doug is paler, sicker, and he's coughing. And Aaron's like, whoa, you really don't look good. He's like, thanks, dude. Thanks, brother. (laughs) I look like you, you know. At this moment, Aaron's silver pilot wings necklace moves all by itself, just like the pencil when it was rolling down. But it doesn't hit Miss Berg's foot, no. It hits the wall, which we learned is a false wall under a wooden panel on the floor. The brothers watch this silver necklace move with the utmost calm. I would have been very freaked out. Um, it was cool to see this practical effect. Like it was very clear they're using a magnet to do this, but it was it was cool. Yeah. It was interesting. Like the idea of it, just like... Yeah. Um. I appreciate the practicality of it. So, of course, curiosity is going to hit Aaron because what the fuck is going on in his life right now? Nothing makes sense. And Also, he loves those things, so <laughs> That's true. he's chasing after. Um, opens the false wall, grabs his necklace, and he finds a partially burnt yearbook, which I feel is unnecessary. Whatever. I guess realistic, mm-hmm. right? There was a fire yeah. in that room, and there's a partially burnt yearbook underneath there. Yeah, only a little corner is burned, so you know you don't have to you don't have to worry about the contents. Everything inside is intact, more or less, just missing an edge. So, <laughs> so Doug comes over to look at it with him, and as the the pages float toward like by itself to the page, 
where we see two pictures of Connie. One of the, like the in the yearbook photo, the the names are underneath the picture. But, <laughs> uh, the part where it says, I "Have some reservations about this." <laughs> so it says Laura Turney, Turner, Turney, Laura Turner, underneath one of the Connie pictures. On the other Connie picture, the the name is cut out. So this is seemingly, you know, hey, there's two Ashley Banks lookalikes. Mm-hmm. She must have a twin. But the issue with this is this is a yearbook and Laura is not going to go before Connie. Okay. And they have the same last name. <laughs> All right. You shouldn't need her name, Angela or something, if you were going to do this so she can come first. I think I know was what they wanted to do. What did they want? They wanted that to be Connie's name, right? And it's supposed okay. to have Laura's name cut out. Mm. But how does Aaron go into the next scene and approach Connie about it? I don't know. I exactly. Remember. So they, they, they rolled themselves in that corner and they're like, fuck it, let's put Laura's name. And <laughs> there you go. All the logic's out the window. Nobody's going to notice. Who's going to care? I care. Okay? <laughs> I care. I mean, it's I mean not it like... took 20 years, but I, <laughs> I caught you. Okay? Gotcha. Nothing's getting past me. All right, 90s writers. So, of course, they're as confused as we are. Why is there Laura Turner? It should be Connie Turner. And then they look up and they see the specter. He's right there. And he's smiling very sinisterly. He's grinning. Menacingly. Yes, just walking over to them very slowly. They keep backing up. They scream their heads off. They're going crazy. But then their parents walk in. And as soon as the parents walk in, they, of course, turn their heads to look at their parents. And when they look back, Spectre's gone, baby. And then, in classic 90s kid horror show fashion, did you see the ghost? Did you see the ghost? We didn't see any ghost. We just see two knuckleheads screaming their heads off that should be in bed. Are you guys? I want to. I like to think that they see it and they're like, "Uh, uh-uh, ain't dealing with that." Get to bed, boys. <laughs> you guys deal with. I that. don't see anything. <laughs> Can't hurt me. <laughs> You're the main characters, not me. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to my room. Actually, you know what? Let me. Are all of Kiki's stories about parents who don't believe their kids, or is it just like every story has that? I know the the one where their youth was being stolen was like that. Yeah. The typewriter. You might be on to something. The typewriter didn't have any parents, so. But. Yeah. It's not much better. <laughs> I'm sure if they were there, they wouldn't believe him. And then she had another uh, story this season that I keep forgetting, man. It's not going to score very highly on your list. The tale of Old Man Corcoran, they didn't even bother to tell their parents. Because um, they knew they wouldn't believe him. I like Old Man Corcoran. That was, that was a good one. The tale of Apartment 214 was 
the the mom didn't believe about um the the old lady yeah that's interesting that's interesting it might be a theme there yeah maybe but we'll see. she doesn't like adults parents just don't understand So yeah, what else happened here? Um, the parents walk in, not understanding. They're not jiggy with this, Mm-mm. and they need their kids to go to bed. And as much as their kids are explaining that there's a ghost in the wall, they're like, "You guys had a nightmare. Get over it, Dougie. You look sick as fuck. We're gonna need you to sleep so you can rest up and get better. Everything will be fine in the morning." The next day, everything was not fine. <laughs> Dougie's at school, I mean at home, nursing the fever. And Aaron brings the burnt yearbook to school with him. He, he finds- makes some bold moves. <laughs> <laughs> Connie, Connie's hanging out and talking with some ladies. But Aaron's like, hey, Connie, can I talk to you? Alone? And then Connie has his face of like, ooh, okay, what's he got to talk about? Guys, quick. Can we talk about your dead sister? (laughs) She is adjusting surprisingly well. All right, she does not show her pain up until this moment. (laughs) He's like, are are you related to Laura Turner? Because I need to talk to her. And Connie's like, "Are are you serious? Is this some kind of sick joke? Is this who you are as a person? Um. This isn't funny. And he's like, I'm not Briggs th- warned me about you. <laughs> he's like, I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> Do you know who she is? <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him Laura is, is her twin sister. Um, And then she's like, who, who put you up to this? Like, who's trying to get you to do this? Um, and he's like, "Is there something wrong? I don't. I'm not trying to be anything." And then she's like, "Well, Lord, my twin sister is dead." And Aaron's like, "I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to to bring this up, but I need to show you something." And by the way, she was walking away at this point, and he's like, "Look, I need to show you something." And he finds, I mean, he shows her the burnt yearbook he found. And then she's like, how'd you, how'd you get this? And then we cut back to Dougie. He's sick. Mm-hmm. He's home. And He's home alone, <laughs> too. <And> he's <laughs> at home. Oh, uh, He's reading a book about ghosts and poltergeists. I don't know how he got this book, but he got it. <laughs> and in his readings, he finds... A section about a quicksilver. A quicksilver is a poltergeist of a teenage girl known for leaving the letter Q whenever they haunt. And they're friendly. And he goes scared. Like, he gets really scared because he realizes there's a Q on the wall right next to him. <laughs> and he What goes, a convenient, like, call sign for this ghost. <laughs> I wonder what type of ghost it is. Oh, Q. There it is. <laughs> so he 
he goes under the covers and he's scared. And um and then we cut to Kanye explaining uh everything that's going on. Like yeah, like <laughs> this is Laura's yearbook. We got the confirmation and she's like, How do you get how'd you get it? Like, um well like the last time I saw this, Laura put it in her secret hiding spot. Which was and her and Aaron at the same time says underneath the floorboards or whatever, um, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "How do you know this?" He's like, "I think I live in your old house." She's like, "Oh, that makes sense." She's like, "I know this is painful, but I need to know what happened to your sister." And she tells him, "They li- only lived in the house for a few weeks." Laura started telling people it was haunted. No one believed her. Laura found out the house was built over an old cemetery. Of course. Classic. <laughs> you love to hear it. <laughs> and the specter was living in the walls. And at the same time, Laura was really sick and had a bad cold and fever. The doctors didn't even know what was wrong, but it was that bad. So no one believed her when she was like the ghost is causing it like no no no. that's not how science and medicine work so they blamed everything that she was seeing on the fever but she decided to act on her well on her own how did her sister die did she die in a fire did she die of the sickness did she disappear i'm asking because i don't know (laughs) Uh, well, we'll get there, won't we? Yeah. So I still don't know, though. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Laura decided to get rid of the ghost herself, so she got him a cult book. So why not? <laughs> and um, she lit some candles, which we know. But nobody knew what happened. Just that the room caught on fire. Um. She's like, she loved her sister so much. I can't believe the room caught on fire. And he's like, uh, Aaron was like, look, I'm sorry that happened. And I know this is painful. And I'm sorry we had to, I made you go through this. But that ghost is real. And she died because the, the specter caused the, the fire. <laughs> and... Uh, She's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? But we go back to the house. Dougie's coughing really bad. He looks over his empty glass and he's like, ah, I'm, I need to get more water, but I don't want to get Every, up. Everybody's been there. You just like wake up in the middle of the night. The water <laughs> that you have next, if you should be sleeping with some water next to you. Yes. But the water you have next to your bed is just out. Yep. You don't want to get up. It's the worst feeling. And then she's he's like, thirsty. I wish I had more water. And in a clear camera trick where they just play uh, a scene backwards, the water magically fills up with water. The glass magically fills up with water. The water fills with water. <laughs> with glass. <laughs> oh, geez. That would have been some something to behold. <laughs> and he's... Dougie rightfully gets scared and goes underneath the blankets. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to Aaron and Connie. 
Connie's very apprehensive about this whole thing. She's like, look, I don't want any part of this nonsense. Okay. This kind of stuff. You don't mess with the occult. I already lost a sister to this. I don't want to do this. Okay. I don't believe in that stuff. I'm out of here. Okay. And Aaron's like, look, kid, look me in my eyes. I don't mean to be rude or anything, but you already didn't believe her once. All right. Look how that ended up. All right. So my brother says that some shit is happening and I believe him. I've seen it myself. You're going to let this happen again. Okay. Ashley Banks look alike. And she's just like, damn, man, back off. And Jumpy and I were like, God damn. Roasted. Like, uh, was it a Noob Noob and Rick and Morty? God mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we go back to the room. Everything starts shaking. Everything's shaking in the bedroom. Um, Aaron's little brother. What's his name again? Jeez. Dougie. Or Doug. Dougie. So I should have known Doug. That's so classic. The cute. So everything's shaking around Doug. Even the creepy clown in the corner. I think he's sleeping in his brother's bed no, no, for this scene. No. Yeah. Yeah? Because he grabs yeah. the bat, right? And that was like the iconic scene when Aaron grabbed the bat when he went to sleep that night just in case yeah. the fucking he's sleeping from in the... the other dimension comes back. <laughs> he's sleeping in the bed on the right side, which I think is his brother's bed. Dude, if a demon came through my wall at night and I grabbed my bat and it works... I, I, I wouldn't know how to feel. I it can't really it can't hurt. It can't hurt. <laughs> I really wouldn't know how to feel. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you'd grab your bat and swing it, and it would go right through him, and it wouldn't save you, and then you'd be like, damn it, this bat is aluminum. <laughs> and then you'd curse it, because it's not a silver bat. <laughs> S- swing away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Gotta... We should watch that movie. That was... That was a movie. That, that was, was a good movie. That was a la- his it. last greatest movie. He's gonna come back. Did you watch day. old? Did you watch old? No, I didn't watch old. I, I also didn't, didn't watch, watch old. Okay. <laughs> maybe it was good. We see. We don't know. Maybe it was good. <laughs> it probably was. It has that guy from Hereditary. Yeah, it's probably good. Let's say it was good. We'll review it one day. Yeah, not today. <laughs> um. So yeah, Dougie grabs the bat, mm-hmm. and everything is shaking. He goes to drink to grab the water, right, that somebody kindly poured for him. But then everything starts shaking. He can't grab the water. Water's gone. He grabs a bat instead, runs over to the door, and Connie and Aaron arrive. She had He had convinced... Um, Aaron had convinced Connie to come to their house. You let your sister down for one time. Don't let us down. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> she walked over to his house in shame. Her head was tucked down. Yes. She's like, I know the way. It used to be my house. <laughs> I still have a spare. That's gone. So, Dougie's going crazy. He's telling... Aaron that there's both an evil demon and a good spirit. It's called a Quicksilver. What's that girl doing here? And Aaron's like, she's going to help us. And that's it. 
He doesn't explain the whole history that she used to live in this house, that her sister tragically died fighting the ghost. None of that. Just, she's here to help. All right, cool. His brother's like, geez, man, you really have, this is, this is how you're going to go for it. This is going to be your first date. You need help, Aaron. It's like, don't worry about that. Are mom and dad home? No, mom went to go pick up dad. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do this. So Dougie sits on the bed. Connie has a bunch, like all of Laura's magic stuff. And she's like, our mother couldn't bear to throw it away. And Thank I'm, God it didn't burn up in the fire. Like, why is her yearbook in tatters? But this but, magic spell book is fine. But that, like, magic. like, oh, I can't bear to take, give away my daughter's occult books. That would be the first thing I give away. Yeah, I was like, this is this is like I don't need a reminder point. of what killed her. <laughs> so um That must be really hard for a parent. I mean, like you lost a kid who looks just like your other kid. Oof, Horrible. One. Yeah. Yeah. What was the I'm I'm glad they didn't explore that too deeply because that was gonna be really sad. Uh, I don't I'm about to say I don't want to get into that territory as spoilery. But just mm. say let's just say a certain show. Mm-hmm. Revealed something that happened to one of the main characters, younger brother, and it was very sad. And the parents blamed him and the younger brother for what happened. Oh, I know the sh- you know I know the show you're talking about. <laughs> and man, if anyone got that, good for you. We're not gonna say what the show is. Oh, but that also reminds me of Moon Knight. That was also a big thing. Oh, Moon Knight was also pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But everyone, if anyone knows that first show, you got it. Good on you. You're on the ball. You're smart. <laughs> so You look good today. Jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to reenact everything to stop this creature of night. They get the chalk. They make the door on the wall. To trap a creature of night, trace a door on a wall with chalk so white. So now they, na- I feel like they named a creature of night just to rhyme it with white. White knight. <laughs> they- I think it's very bold of Aaron to make Connie read this, <laughs> given that that was the last thing her sister did. It must be very traumatizing. <laughs> he must have said something else, you know, pretty blunt and mean <laughs> to make her do it. Connie. Grow the fuck up. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> it's like, oh, Laura right. did it. All right. Why can't you just do it? <laughs> just being fucking <laughs> abrasive the entire time. This guy really is related to Frank. <laughs> so they light candles, they light herbs and incense. Um, mm-hmm. They say surrounded by. Surrounded by candlelight so pure, place incense and herbs in a brazier to burn. Arabarius Lokarati, creature of darkness, come to me. Dude, I'm gonna die tonight, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you gotta you better <laughs> stop saying it. <laughs> so the demon begin the demon appears and I love I love the, the whole thing. You see the silhouette on the wall, and then the way he comes out the wall is like like he just like you know when you're on the bus and they break too hard and they just you jerk forward 
That's how he mm-hmm. comes out the wall. He just jerks forward. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody's a believer. And by everybody, we mean Connie. She sees the demon. She sees the specter. And she's like, oh, shit, this was real. Everybody's mm-hmm. correct. And then without hesitation, though, Connie reads, as darkness ready, enters his cage. A um, wand made of oak tied with silver will hold the night creature at bay and for hit, forbid him to stray. And then she tells Arian to order the creature in the amulet by saying, Erebarius Lokoradeti. There he'll be for eternity kept. But once again... Mitai dotai. <laughs> the... Um, the specter just like brushes the shoulder off and keeps walking forward. And he laughs a little. He's like, <laughs> idiot, just like Laura. And he walks past. Um. <laughs> and he walks past. And he goes straight. To, he goes straight to Dougie. And then he just like goes like he's going to give him a big hug. And then him and Dougie disappear. Not before. um. Aaron jumps onto the bed trying to stop him and save him. Mm-hmm. But nothing happens and they lost Dougie forever. And then Seemingly, yeah. Connie's just like, why didn't it work? We did everything the book said. And Aaron's like, that's what just what your sister said. But she Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like Laura. <laughs> Aaron's like, yo, that's funny. Those are your sister's last words. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Aaron, calm down. So, Aaron's like, wait, your sister also said that something was wrong. The ritual's wrong. We got to figure out what they did. And Connie also says that he's coming back. I can feel it. And then he shows up. He's like, yep. I'm back. And then- hey, I put, I put Ducky in the freezer. So I'm here for you guys now. And then Aaron looks through the book, and then he's like, okay, a wand must be made with something silver. And then he looks at the spoon, and he's like, that's not silver. That's steel. And he chucks the spoon out. And then we get the silver necklace go into action. He just rips open his flannel shirt. All the buttons come off, revealing the necklace. He rips that off, shoves it into the 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 wand connie's just like trying to wipe the sweat off her forehead fanning herself and aaron points the wand at the demon and tells him to stay and he does like he'd say <laughs> like oh no you did it <laughs> <laughs> my only weakness doing things properly it's ah. <laughs> like damn they got it right god damn it. <laughs> oh and then, and then he finally says, Erebeus Lokaradeti, I command you to enter the amulet. And then the amulet shines bright, the little crystal they had. And the demon has no choice but to enter the amulet. Yep, he gets sucked in like Alan Parrish and Jumanji. He just <laughs> like gets sucked in. And now that the demon is vanquished, Dougie returns from nowhere. And he's like, hey, I'm not sick anymore. And as they're reunited, Laura looks up and she sees that. I'm sorry, Connie looks up and sees Laura 
come out from the wall. Yep. Connie apologizes for not believing her before. Laura doesn't say anything. She smiles. She doesn't say anything. And she takes the amulet. Connie and Laura blow each other a kiss. They touch hands for the last time. And we visibly see that there's a line in the middle of their hands touching. Mm-hmm. And we all know how they did this. <laughs> it was cool. And Connie just watches as Laura walks into the wall and disappears. One day they'll be re- reunited. Yeah. Unlike Aaron and Dougie, who get to be reunited right now. Yeah, Everything's fine happy for them. Ending yeah. for them. This is not this is not an episode about Connie. It's about Aaron mm-hmm. and Dougie. <laughs> Connie got the raw end of, well, Laura got the raw end of that deal. <laughs> I don't know why Dougie gets a second chance. <laughs> I think uh the I guess the theory is that Connie stayed back to keep the house safe. I guess. Yeah. You know, like, I could see Aaron. You mean Laura's. Yeah, Laura, Laura stayed back to keep the house safe. And I can see um, Aaron and Connie getting married and moving into the house together. All that stuff. You know. I'm looking at the... We're gonna we're about to go back to the campfire, and I'm looking at the bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. There is... Another person. Six peop- There is six people there, but... Betty Ann does not get any FaceTime. Like she's she's not there. Like she's there, but she's not participating. Hmm. That could be anybody. Yeah. But either they forgot to edit her in, or like she wasn't there that day. That was something. Could have been just anybody wearing the wig. Mm-hmm. I want a Betty a Betty wig. <laughs> Terrify Rip. Oh my gosh! It's me, Betty. So, um, story ends. Uh, Kiki says Connie finished what her sister started. Dougie got better, and neither of the ghosts were ever seen again. The end. Tucker smiles and says, So if you're going to use magic, make sure you do it right. Gary rolls his eyes, puts out the midnight fire, grabbing the midnight bucket that contains the midnight water, and then Tucker plays part of the theme song of the Are You Afraid of the Dark. Like, it was playing the music, and then mm-hmm. the part that came you know, came after, Tucker played it on the flute or recorder. And he played it right, and all of a sudden, heavy rainstorm happens. Like, it starts raining like crazy. Everybody runs for it. And Tucker's like, I didn't do it. And then he looks at the flute, and he's like, I didn't do it. Probably or being, did I? Yeah, he's like, maybe I did. And then he realizes that everybody left that album. He's like, wait for me. And he runs, and that's it. The first one to run was Gary. Just wanted to point that out. He left him behind. <laughs> it's interesting that Kiki's story involved a Frank lookalike. I feel like maybe Kiki has like a, a little thing for Frank. You know? That's funny. Though it may seem that Betty Ann wasn't there from the beginning of this episode, it can be assumed that she was there because it showed six people leaving at the end of the episode. <laughs> That's a fun fact. So it's very noticeable to everyone, I guess, that yeah. Betty was absent. Her presence was missed. Yeah. But her apparently her body was there. 
I guess so. And Dougie went with um I, I imagine her being there sleeping. Like she fell asleep. She didn't mm-hmm. like the story. Yeah, it's like uh ah, Kiki does better. <laughs> You've done better. <laughs> so Stuart Stone who played Dougie and Daniel DeSanto who plays Tucker work together on the magic school bus to play Ralphie and but... Carlos respectively. Nice. How'd you feel about the episode overall? You gonna remember it fondly? This episode, as soon as I saw the the chalk being the the chalk drawing on the wall, I was like, "Oh man, I love this episode," and it it holds up. I like it. Hmm. What about you? Um, I liked it. It was pretty cool. The guy who played Aaron, Frank's brother, did a lot of the heavy lifting. Um. Which is funny. Tatiana Ali is a really good actress, so I mean, <laughs> I liked it. At least I think she's a decent actress. Like, she she's she's pretty she good. She didn't have much of a career after Fred Fresh Prince ended, she but to. <laughs> she could have. She had a music career and stuff. Like, you think that the the cast of Friends never need to work in the day a day in their life ever again? You know, you think yeah. of all the shows that are like that. That they just collect royalties nonstop. Syndication. And they don't like they they lead a lifestyle where they don't need a lot of money or right? something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Uh, so another piece of trivia is while we were recording this episode, uh, I got a mysterious text message with my face <laughs> on a screen and the specter on another screen. Very I'm, terrifying. I am, I am cursed tonight. Let me tell you. You got to learn those magic words <laughs> and get some silver, not the cheap stuff, no. right? The real silverware. Good thing. Good thing I always sleep with a spoon next to me. That'll keep me safe. Mm-hmm. He sleeps with a silver spoon in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, did you like the episode though? No, it was good. Yeah. I I I'm upset. Betty Ann wasn't in it. <laughs> so I just, just I I was I was waiting for her reaction to anything, and I because I really like to see her little weird, <laughs> like idiosyncrasies. She always has something weird to do or say, or like an expression where she smiles with her eyes a little bit too open, something like that. The only I thing that's funny. So you're I like the story. Yeah, the only thing I would change is like I at the end of the episode I'd find a way to have him bump heads a third time. I might have changed it where. Yeah, that would have been cool. Hmm. I might have changed it where Laura gets to come back. Hmm. Or neither of them come back. Like, I just think just it's very unfair. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty dark if they want to go that way. Jeez. But like one or the other, because it just seems very unfair. I I go with the theory that she chose to stay behind. It's even worse. She's just like peace. Sorry, Connie. Yeah, like I don't care. I don't care to come back. It really feels like they. (laughs) This happened in the span of like three or four months. Mm -hmm. You know, like she could have come back and nothing crazy could happen. That would have been nice. You know what? I like it. Like have her come back. That's what I. Yeah, I would have her come back. Or at least like go to school and I like the implication of like 
the parents have to be like, oh my God, she's back. And like, it's kind of a happy, surreal ending. But then like, at least if you're going to have her stay to protect the house, hint that there's more than one specter. And that's the that's the thing I don't like is why did it, why did bad things happen to Aaron at school? I don't know. I guess she was he was being haunted still. Um, maybe by, by the Quicksilver. But that did, like I get forcing Aaron and Connie to interact. That mm-hmm. that's a very Laura thing. But then. Why the pencil? You know, it would have been cool if like they forced them both into detention so they talk or something. I don't know, but I it just—I guess the specter was just being a dick. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But was it even the specter haunting? I guess he was. Because that would showed... be weird for Laura's character to do. Be like, they... yeah, I made you get in trouble with Miss Briggs. She sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The, I could. They showed that the specter was in the house with Connie. Connie was doing the good stuff. The specter was doing the bad stuff. Mm. But why would the specter? Why would the specter do that to him? To Aaron at school? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's some interesting thing I'm not thinking of. Maybe it was. Laura trying to get her uh get Connie's attention through Aaron or something. It just seems not like a really weird thing for the poltergeist to do. Yeah. I like also that like you know, they threw in that the house was on a cemetery, but this doesn't look like some guy's ghost. It's just like looks like a evil specter who was never a person before. Yeah, I mean we're never gonna get the huge lore that maybe it's the amalgamation of like all the angry souls. Um, yeah, just into one specter. I, if, and if Connie, um, if Laura chose to stay behind, I would have liked it if there were more than one specter or a hint of it, at least. Because mm-hmm. that would make sense. Or if, what if, like, Laura was like, like, she didn't come, come back. Come with me. <laughs> or she didn't go back because they like, said, none of y'all believe me. Why the fuck would mm-hmm. I, why would I go back? Mm-hmm. Just tell me. To my so-called family. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all live with your decisions. I'll live with mine. Peace. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I love the story. It was pretty good. Yeah, I loved it was it. cool. Loved it as a kid. When we were watching it, um, Rip audibly was like, I know this story. Like He remembered it as it started to play. <laughs> so this must have been one from your childhood because yeah. I don't remember this one. Yeah. This one used to air all the time. No, I have like seven episodes in memory. The rest are complete mysteries to me. So that's funny. <laughs> well, now I have a bunch. Now I have a bunch. But before watching this, I had like seven good ones in my brain where I'm like, I remember that story clearly. Yeah. It's funny because some of them I like completely forgot. And then I see like the beginning. and I'm like, oh, wait, like. The tale of the dream girl. The moment, mm-hmm. uh, like, like something's familiar, and I'm like, "Oh wait, I've seen this." There's like, one of them that like caused a reoccurring nightmare for me, and I'm waiting for us to get to it. We haven't gotten to it yet. That'll be great. Yeah. So, uh, 
I guess as we get more, it's the 11th episode. I guess as we get more deeper into the rest of the series, I'll probably start remembering things more. Because, you know, they're later. And that's, Mm -hmm. I guess that's when I caught it. We'll get to season four before you know it. And then, you know, only two more seasons. Um, Now, is it just me or are they really pushing Tucker? It's, It's the 11th episode in the season. And I feel like they're pushing Tucker a lot. They're just like, please like him, all right? Yeah. We, we we don't want to recast. He's staying. <laughs> like, they're getting ready for the eventual, like, oh, just in case Gary has to leave. <laughs> yeah, we got Tucker. Yeah. We can still use the magic shop. <laughs> Although, it'd be really weird if Gary left. Like, yeah, Gary went to boarding school. Our parents don't <laughs> like him. He's far away now. Gary's tall enough where they're like, oh, he went to college. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> So, I hope Gary stays to the last episode. I don't remember if he does, but I, I like Gary. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, you ready to guess, Jumbie? Sure. You do the honors. Read the episode. The Tale of the Crimson Clown. What? That's so scary. I don't <laughs> want to do that. That's like, that's so scary. I mean, that's scary enough to be a Betty Ann. Again, four Betty Ann. No, no, not them anymore. We should have had like four stories. <laughs> it's not Betty Ann, but that's scary enough to be a Betty Ann. It is. It is scary enough to be a Betty Ann. Crimson Clown? How is it not going to be about Zebo? Come on. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It can't be Betty Ann again. We just saw a clown this episode, a blow up doll that was there for no reason. That's true foreshadowing (laughs) it's not geek okay so it's 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 not betty ann but i'm gonna go with frank again dude i uh... i'm gonna go with frank again because i just guessed it and frank i i want okay let's what do you think the crimson clown is about it's about the blow-up clown that we just saw in this episode (laughs) that's what except it's all red that's what it's about can't remember like i definitely don't remember this episode i have no idea what this is about that's my guess though it's about the blow-up clown from this episode it's a frank t- no is it a frank tale or a gary tale remember we, we've seen sado we haven't seen dr vink is frank the one who told zebo was that betty no it's betty but it can't be betty again i really want to say betty but like it's not betty Okay, I'm sticking with Gary. I'm sticking with Gary because he's the second, you know, experienced scary te- scary storyteller. And if it's not going to be Betty, it's going to be Frank. Sorry, I keep saying Frank. It's going to be Gary. So you think it's going to be Gary? It's going to be Gary. It's going to be about a blow up clown doll that's red and scary. <laughs> red and scary. I want to yeah. say Frank, but that's just because we haven't seen him in a while. But nothing about a crimson clown screams Frank. Clearly, I want to say Frank, too, because I keep saying his name. Uh, but Gary has to be Gary. I don't know anything else about it. I just think it's going to be a scary clown doll. I don't know. I just can't get it out of my head. It's going to be a scary clown blow-up thing, and like you punch it, it comes out. <laughs> like it's going to be one of those, the same one from the episode. Dude, but like everything I'm coming up with just is just SIBO. Like everything I'm thinking well, of. 
So am I. So uh, this clown is going to look like Zebo. It's going to be a blow up Zebo doll, like in this episode. And that's it. That's the scary part. I don't even need a story. Is this going to be like John Gacy? Just like, <laughs> yeah, just you know, or the 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 serial killer from American Horror Story Freak Show. I can't. Man, that dude. would be horrifying. Just, the only thing that's kid friendly with clowns, I just keep thinking Zebo. <laughs> They took something from the clown, and the clown wants revenge. I think if I could change anything about the show, I would make them have the kids use reoccurring characters more often. That's true. I would love to see, like, Zebo comes a lot, comes back a lot, or, like, whatever greatest hits comes back a lot. Yeah. I know Dr. Vink comes back, and that's that's a plus, but I want to see more of that. <laughs> or, like, some connective tissue where it's, like, if this guy's, if Kiki's telling like a ghost story twice, she uses a similar mechanic or like a similar ghost, maybe the same ghost. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just say Frank. I I can't even predict what it's about, man. Like the Crimson Clown. Crimson. It's about Zebo. I don't know. I'll just you know I'll just re- reuse the the clown the Zebo, the character gonna take something from a clown an inanimate clown that he shouldn't have and the clown comes blow up clown mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll say Frank and I say it doesn't no Dr. Vink just keep it simple alternatively crimson clown could also be like a murderous clown and he's crimson because he's covered in blood but I thought that would be too dark yeah, so I'm just, just like it's good it's gonna be about the blow up doll I just saw like are you afraid of dark pushes the lines but like not not that much yeah. All right. Well, once again, Frank and Gary, but we switch. And yep. Inanimate clown coming to get you. Oh, and I also predict Betty's going to be there this time. <laughs> and she's going to have some words, some dialogue. I hope so. That'd be nice. All right. Well, any last words, Jumby? Me tai do tai walker. Me tai do tai walker indeed. And with that said, we would like to thank you for joining us on another episode of Phantoms of Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out any other content we may have provided. Twitch, Twitch, and <laughs> and give us a like, subscribe, follow. Anything to show us that you love us because we love you and will always love you should see somebody about that twitch of yours it's getting know, it's, uh, uh, it's probably contagious <laughs> <laughs>